You're listening to the Laundromat Resource Podcast, the show by laundromat owners for laundromat owners, with your host, Jordan Berry. Hey, what's up, guys? You are listening to the Laundromat Resource Podcast, episode number one. I am so jazzed about this. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I've been prepping for it for a while now, and I am excited that it's finally here, that we're finally launching the Laundromat Resource Podcast, a podcast by laundromat owners for laundromat owners to help us all achieve financial freedom through laundromat ownership. So if that's something that interests you, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and uh, hey, listen to a few episodes. And if if you like it, give us a good uh, rating and review. That just helps bump us up to get us a little more visibility so we can reach more people uh, who are in the laundromat industry, who want to grow their business, who want to succeed, and who want to contribute too. So uh, do that. And and uh, I, I wanted to, before we get into this uh I wanted to give you sort of my idea of what I want to do with this podcast. Now, uh, I am going to be spending uh, a bunch of episodes interviewing laundromat owners, um, maybe like you if you own some laundromats or a laundromat. Um, I'm going to be interviewing laundromat owners and asking them about their experience, how they got into the laundromat industry, what it's been like since they've been in the industry, how their business is doing, and uh, what I'm literally asking people, uh, other owners, to give their secret sauce. What's working for them right now? What's something that other laundromat owners can do right now to implement in their business to help them succeed uh, at a greater level? So literally that section is called the secret sauce. So get excited about it. I, I just, that's been, I've already done a few interviews and it's been by far my favorite thing that I've done so far is talking to other owners, hearing their story, hearing what they're doing. There's such a broad uh, spectrum of ways to run laundromats that I wasn't even really aware of um, until I started talking to other owners and getting a little bit more involved. So I think you're going to find it really interesting. Uh, hopefully, I know I have so far. Um, and today, I'm actually going to give myself a little bit of my own medicine. Um, I've been asking owners all these questions about their business, and today I'm going to ask myself those questions, and we'll go through those today. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to, to throw in a little plug. If you're a laundromat owner and you're interested in being on the podcast, it doesn't matter if you uh, have one laundromat or a bunch of laundromats, if your laundromat is small or big, if it's successful or it's failing. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I want to get a, a wide range of experience and, uh, and just you know, where everybody is in their laundromat ownership journey, um, because I think we can benefit from all of those stories. So if you're a laundromat owner and you're interested in being uh, on the podcast, I would love to just have a chat with you, a a Zoom chat, and just, I'll give you even what we're going to talk about beforehand and, and you can prep and it's very low key and low pressure. And it'll just be a conversation between us that then a bunch of other people will just kind of get to 
watch later. But if you're interested in doing that and contributing in that way, I think you're going to be inspired by the people who have already done that. And as you listen to more episodes, I think you're going to get inspired by that. And if you're interested in contributing in that way, go to laundromatresource.com dot com slash podcast guests and just guest g u e s t podcast guest and just fill up that little form there answer a couple a couple of little questions i'll get in contact with you and hopefully we can get you on the show here and um uh hear about your experience too and, and what you have to um you know what you have to teach us all so that was just a quick little plug. Um, I will also say that not every episode, at least in the beginning, is going to be interviews. Um, the first few will be interviews. I want to try to put, play around a little bit with you know, what we're doing on the podcast um, just because I want to see what works best for us. Again, this is a podcast by laundromat owners for laundromat owners. And so I want to get feedback from you guys, what you guys like, what you don't like as much. So I'm going to try a few different things. And if there's something that you really love or there's something that you really don't love, um, that's totally okay. And I want to hear those things. So reach out to us either on the website, laundromatresource.com or on one of the social media channels. Uh, just send us a, a direct message. Um, and, and, you know, we'll be sure to incorporate you know, kind of your input and, uh, and go forward from there. So it's going to be kind of evolving a little bit and hopefully we can kind of shape it and form it together. But I really think that you're going to love hearing from other laundromat owners. Um, so we'll probably keep those, uh, in the mix at least, uh, going forward. Cause you know, at least selfishly, I, I love talking to other owners and hearing their story. So, so if nothing else, I love it. Even if no one else does, no, I'm just kidding. I think you're really going to love them. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. And enough with all of that, let's just get into feeding me my own medicine. And let's talk about my experience with laundromats and, and, uh, kind of what I've learned in this crazy journey. It's been, it's been an interesting journey so far. But without further ado, let's bring in our guest. All right, we're here with Jordan Barry from laundromatresource.com. Jordan, welcome to the Laundromat Resource Podcast. Thanks, Jordan. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you this whole... <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a long episode for you. Sorry. I'm not going to do that to you for this whole thing. Um, but Hey, I, I've, uh, I've got questions that I'm, um, asking, um, various laundromat owners and I am going to ask myself those questions. So let's start this. How did I get into laundromat ownership and why? Um, you may have seen this maybe on, on the blog or another YouTube video, but I'll give a quick rundown of how I got into the, the laundromat industry and why. Um, cause it is kind of a interesting story. I think, um, well here, I'll just tell you how I got into it. So I, I was, a uh, I was in ministry. I was a pastor for 13 years. Um, I did that and I worked at churches and I was just ready for, a change of pace in life, a change of scenery. Um, and so I was ready to, uh, just do something different. I didn't really have an idea of what, but I, um, I kind of quit my job, uh, working as a pastor at a church in Southern California here. And I, we had my, <laughs> we had two young, young kids, I think like 
three and a half and one years old. And, um, and my wife, who's a teacher, uh, wasn't working at the time she was stay at home and I didn't really have a plan. We had a little bit of money in the bank and we owned our house in, uh, down here in Southern California. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, what's the next direction to take? What, what do we do kind of going forward from here? And, um, I had this genius idea. My idea was this, and you tell me what you think, but I think I still think it's a genius idea. My idea was, why don't we take our house uh, that we own here in, in Southern California. Let's rent it out for a couple of years. We'll take this little chunk of money we have in the bank and let's go buy a condo in Hawaii. Um, you know, we can live near the beach and do kind of whatever for jobs until our kids are school aged. And then once they're school age, we can move back here. We have some family here and stuff and rent out our condo in Hawaii, net gain condo in Hawaii. And that sounded like an awesome idea to me. And my wife, uh, said we could do that or we could buy a laundromat. And, and, uh, man, it seems like an easy choice to me, but somehow we ended up buying a laundromat. So I started researching them. I found along the way, and maybe you have experienced this too, or maybe I just didn't really know where to look, but I found that information, like real practical nuts and bolts information on, uh, on laundromats and the laundromat industry was kind of tough to find. And, um, that's one of the reasons that, uh, I'm trying to do what I'm doing here at laundromat resource is trying to make this information available. It shouldn't be hard to find, you know, it's just solid information on, you know, how to find a laundromat to buy, how to actually buy a laundromat, how to run a laundromat, how to, you know, scale your business. And, you know, those kinds of questions, that I was just having a hard time finding. Um, and so I did a bunch of research as much as I could. And then I started looking online for, for laundromats and I found one that I really liked and contacted the broker and the broker was like, ah, that owner is just unrealistic. You shouldn't buy that laundromat, but I have this other one that you should buy. Now I, I didn't know anyone in the industry really. And, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had no business experience whatsoever. I no investing experience. I had no concept of uh, cash flow. Uh, I barely knew what equity was, only because we owned our own houses and bought and sold. Um, and but really, not as an investment. Uh, I had no concept of any of that stuff. Um, and so, really, you know, let alone knowing anything about the laundromat industry itself, um, or laundromats. I don't, I don't think I'd ever even really been to a laundromat, um, until I started looking for laundromats to buy. So that goes to show where I was coming from. Um, but with that said, I, I contacted the broker. He, he's like, I have this laundromat, you know, that you might be interested in buying. So I'm recording live right now from my very first laundromat, which has been basically the bane of my existence for like six plus years now. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, I had to rely on this broker who I didn't know. And, but he was kind of my only lifeline to the industry. He's the only one I knew that knew anything about the industry. And, uh, you know, long story short, we ended up buying this laundromat. That's why I'm here tonight in the middle of the night, basically after closing. Um, and, uh, 
ended up buying this laundromat and redoing it. I, we renovated it. We put in new machines, um, you know, new flooring, new bulkheads, new, you know, folding tables. Bulkheads is the part between the, um, between the machines that, you know, has the electrical and the plumbing and stuff to the different machines in the sewer and the drains. Um, and so, you know, all of that was new. This thing had all this whole wall. If you're not on, um, YouTube, you can't really see this, but this whole wall was all wood paneling. This whole wall over here, if you're on YouTube was all wood paneling all the way down. I pulled all that off and found super old, um, crazy seventies, uh, wallpaper under there and tried to paint over it, but it was flaking off. So I had to scrape this wall and it's like 50 feet by 12 feet high. It took me literally weeks. I definitely should have paid somebody to do that. Um, it was a huge pain, uh, but I did it. And, um, and I was, you know, I was expecting putting in new machines, renovating everything that this business was going to be bringing in the dough. And it still to this day has never really worked out that way. And I learned a lot of valuable lessons. I learned a lot about what, what I did wrong. And, and the main lesson that I took from this is, and this is going to sound foolish probably to some of you, but I, again, I'm just going to remind you, I had no experience and I was, I did not know what I was doing whatsoever. But my main lesson was don't rely solely on the one person whose income depends on you buying the laundromat. AKA the broker, you know, the broker only gets paid if you buy a laundromat that they're selling. And so this broker took advantage of that and took advantage of me not really knowing what I'm doing and sold me a laundromat that was never really going to be as successful as he made it out to seem. Um, the pro forma numbers that he gave me were outstanding. I, uh, my life would be very different today than it is now if this laundromat was doing what he said it was going to be doing. Um, business did improve. It did. We, we pretty much doubled business, um, within the first six to eight months. Um, but it was hard earned, uh, hard earned, you know, um, business increase because this laundromat had been taken over by, uh, like a gang. And so, people in the community were scared to go here. And it was just a long battle of trying to rehab the reputation of this place. Um, <clears throat> and that was way more difficult than rehabbing the physical store itself. Um, so anyways, that was my main lesson. And, and one of the main lessons that, um, that I really try to communicate to people now. And in fact, so much so that the, uh, one of the main things that I try to do, we do coaching and consulting and all of that stuff. Um, laundromatresource.com slash coaching. If you're interested in that, we give free coaching call. Um, so if you're interested in that, go check it out. But one of the main things that we do that I really just advocate, you know, if not with us, with someone who's knowledgeable about the industry is, we will, no matter kind of where you are, if we're able to, um, you know, 
Some countries we may not be able to, but if we're able to, we will help you find a good, knowledgeable and trustworthy broker that you can work with if you're interested in selling your laundromat or buying a laundromat. And the main reason that we do that, and that's free, we do that no charge to you. Um, And the reason that we do that is because of that experience that I had um, buying this laundromat that I'm in right now. Um, Nobody should have to learn the lessons that I had to learn the way that I had to learn them. Um, It was very, not only financially expensive, but it was emotionally taxing. Um, You know, we lost money for a lot of months, a lot of money every month um, for a long time. And that's just really hard when you're expecting to come in and buy a laundromat and, you know, everybody just says you buy a laundromat and keep it clean, keep your machines running and collect quarters every week and you're going to be raking in the dough. And it never worked out that way here at this laundromat. So a big part of that reason was because of the broker that we worked with and, uh, and the lessons that I had to learn. So you also need to learn those lessons, but you don't need to learn them the way that I learned them. So anyways, whether you're selling or whether you're buying, it's really important to work with somebody who's not only knowledgeable about the industry, but who's also trustworthy. And now being uh, a multi-store owner, um, being connected with owners kind of all over now, all over the world, uh, you know, in the next couple episodes, you're going to hear from Toby, who's uh, who's in Sydney, Australia, and super cool story. So all over the world, really, and um, and also being a, a laundromat broker here in Southern California, um, I know what a good, knowledgeable, and trustworthy broker looks like now. Um, and and not only that, but if we help you um, find a good broker, we're not just going to like connect you and leave you. Um, we'll be there if you have questions, or you know, we'll be checking in to make sure things are running smoothly and things are you know going the right way. So, anyways, didn't mean to do a plug there, but you know, if that's a service that you need, you need help finding good brokers to work with to sell your laundromat or to buy a laundromat. Let us know. Um, on our website or whatever, any social media, just reach out. Okay. So anyways, um, <clears throat> that was kind of the experience with this laundromat. And it's, it's hard to share that story because that is not what I went into this business expecting. And, you know, I read all these statistics about how laundromats have like a 90 something percent success rate. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how are all these people succeeding in this business. And I'm this part of this small fraction of people that are failing. And that was just really, really painful. Um, you know, and, and just hard to, uh, just hard to swallow. And, um, it really made me feel like I was not, uh, not cut out for this and that I was inadequate. Um, in some, in something that so many people were very adequate in apparently, um, you know, I've come to find out that this story unfortunately is not super uncommon in the industry. Um, and again, that's why we do, uh, you know, a free coaching call. That's why we help people find good brokers. Um, cause we don't want that to be your story. Um, so very, very tough. 
Um, but I've, I've stuck through it and, and I've worked really, really hard. This store, like I said, is still, you know, I, if you came up to me and asked me real nice, I'd probably just give you the keys to this store right now. It's just been, you know, a struggle and, um, you know, it's a lot better than it was now, but again, it's just not what the broker told me it was going to be, um, even all these years later. So it is what it is and lessons were learned. Um, but I'm a glutton for punishment. And so we decided, uh, my wife and I, that we were going to buy another one. And so, um, so we did. And, um, that was an owner finance deal down here in, in LA. And, um, bought that. We bought the property with that one, which, um, you know, was a I think a good move for us. And, uh, we have a video on our YouTube channel about how to create, um, wealth with laundromats. And, uh, and we go into a little bit about, um, how laundromats and real estate can really play on each other. And maybe we'll do an episode about that. Um, cause I think it's just, uh, one of the most powerful things that, that you can, um, that you can do with laundromats and real estate together you can really build wealth quickly that way. So anyways, we bought a second one. The second one was uh, much less painful than the first one. However, we, you know, we still ran into some issues. And um, one of the issues again was with the broker and the broker and the seller both knew that there was a new laundromat opening just a few blocks away. It was going to be bigger and brand new and, Um, I felt like I had learned every, I did such thorough due diligence. I swear to you guys, I did such thorough due diligence after learning those hard and painful lessons at this first laundromat. Um, but one of the things I didn't do and and this process of buying it took, uh, almost six months, um, from when we put in the offer to when we finally closed. And so, I drove the neighborhoods and everything to, you know, just see what was around. Um, but when I did that early on in the process, they weren't building a new laundromat. Um, but by the end, the, the new laundry, I didn't do it later in the process. Again, the new laundromat, I kid you not opened the day that I got the keys and I found out that day that there was a new laundromat open. Um, so again, Another painful lesson, and and it wasn't as bad as as this first one, but man, that's a, that's a tough. It took a it took a pretty big hit right off the bat, um, and I was so excited about it just to find that out. And um, rough, rough stuff. The the broker knew about it, the seller knew about it. Nobody told me about it. Nobody told me that I should drive the neighborhood again. Nobody told me that. I need to go to the city to see if any permits were pulled for new laundromats. I, yeah, hard lesson, but lesson learned again. So, um, you know, some people got to learn the hard way. And unfortunately I am one of those people don't be like me and learn those lessons from me and, uh, other people you'll hear about who've made different mistakes. Um, along the way. So very, very rocky start into my laundromat journey. Um, so that's how, uh, I got into laundromat ownership. That's a little bit about my first foray into the business with our first laundromat and a, and a glimpse of our second laundromat too. 
Um, a typical work week for me, just to kind of give you an idea of, of what my week looks like in regards to the laundromats. I'm, um, I'm here, uh, at the two laundromats, usually about twice a week, um, maybe for about an hour each. Um, and I'm coming to just make sure everything's kind of functioning and, you know, checking the mail, um, collecting quarters. We're still coin stores for both of my laundromats. So collecting quarters, refilling the change machine, um, paying employees, checking in with employees, making sure everything's running smoothly, checking this one. We have vending, um, so I'm checking in on vending, those types of things. Um, small repairs I'll make myself. Bigger repairs I'm calling in. Um, you know, a, a mechanic to come in and a repairman and f- and fix the machines. But that's that's my typical kind of work week is a couple hours, a couple times a week. Um, and you know, I go to the bank once a week to drop off money or to buy quarters. Um, and you know. Just paying bills. I I hate paying bills. It's like my least favorite part of this job. In fact, my goal is to have so many laundromats. I don't know how many I need. Maybe just one more actual like solid rock star laundromat. I don't know. But I want to have enough laundromats where I can hire somebody who will just do all my accounting for me because I really, really dislike that part of it. I do it and I, you know, my... uh, my CPA compliments me on, on that, but it just is like pulling teeth for me. I really just don't like it. Um, so one of these days, one of these days, um, cool. So, um, that's kind of my typical work week is a couple hours, a couple times a week. Um, sometimes like, in fact, this week, it's a little bit different. I had, you know, right now, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, but right now we're in the middle of the COVID-19 quarantine. So I got my quarantine hair going and, um, oh, you probably can't see that on the podcast, but if you're watching on YouTube, sorry about the hair. Um, but, um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, that's what I was talking about. Got it. First episode, you know, it's, there's, there's going to be moments like this. (laughs) Um, So right now, actually, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 quarantine thing. And um, one of my employees here at this laundromat who comes and cleans um, had to quit due to family issues. And so I've actually been, I, I've been coming out here um, just once a night, just kind of sweep up and make sure everything's good. um, And, and to, kind of close up the doors why I'm here live uh, right now um, for this episode as I was just swinging through until I can hire someone new. Now there's ways to do this better. I understand that I should have had someone, um, you know, as a backup, but I didn't have that in place. So here I am, you know, more lessons learned the hard way, get excited about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so that leaves me with a lot of free time during my week. If I'm only here a couple of hours a, a week, um, of course, this is LA. So I'm pretty much on the road, at least as much as I'm at the laundromats, if not more. I'm just driving around um, to the laundromats and between them and home. Um, but that leaves me with a lot of time during the week. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm doing laundromat resource for one. Um, and, and I also am, uh, I broker, uh, laundromats and, um, 
uh, retail commercial real estate. Uh, so I'm doing that. And I'm also just hanging out with my family and spending good quality time. And part of the journey for financial freedom is you know, go, you know, having that time to spend with your family or whoever you want to spend it with doing whatever it is that you want to be doing. So, um, I try to do as much of that as possible. My family and I have Disney passes, which we haven't been able to use for a while, which is really sad. But when Disneyland is open, we're usually at Disneyland, uh, once a week for a few hours after school, we live very close to it and we'll pick the kids up from school, head over to Disneyland and, uh, hang out for, three hours or so, and then head home. And we do that usually once a week. Um, we usually try to hit the beach once a week. Uh, man, we just feel super blessed to be able to do those things. And in part, that's due to the flexibility of owning laundromats. So um, what direction am I going with in the future? And you know, I had a coaching call this morning, actually, and, and the client was asking me the, that this exact question. And my answer is I I'm not exactly sure. I used to want like a whole bunch of laundromats and um I just realized uh you know cuz I'm a slow learner we already know this that uh, that I have these machines and like right now for example they're not running and th- that means they're not making me money. And so I started thinking, you know what, before I start scaling up and buying a whole lot more machines or laundromats, why don't I try to get maximum uh, use out of the assets that I currently have. And so um, I'm going to be venturing into doing that. Um, and and one of the ways I'm going to do that, I'm kind of using a little bit of this downtime during the quarantine stuff to start a pickup and delivery uh, service. And I'm going to document that actually for anybody who's interested. Um, I'll be probably putting those videos on, uh, on YouTube. So I'll probably make a little playlist if you're interested on that in that um in that journey uh cuz I'm not sure if it's going to work or not but I'm going to give it a go and I'm using this time to to launch that um and and it's kind of counter to what my original goals were my original goals were to make these as hands off as possible and uh one of the things I'm learning is uh, you know, when things change, you got to kind of roll with the punches. And right now I think things are changing, not just with this COVID-19 stuff, um, but also, uh, you know, I just, I'm starting to see more people opt for convenience, just generally speaking, um, uh, over, uh, over, you know, paying less money to do things themselves. And so I'm going to kind of, jump into uh, laundromat pickup and, and delivery here in Southern California and just see how it goes. There's already a, a quite a few big players in that here. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to make any headway into that, but we'll document it here and we'll see how it goes. And And if I ever do figure it out, I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it and how you can do it too. I'm just not going to pull any punches and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. So that's a good reason to subscribe here at the podcast, Laundromat Resource Podcast, and on our YouTube channel. I'll, I'll be documenting it there too. Um, so make sure you check that out. Um, so that's kind of my plan for the future for right now. Um, eventually, I'd love to um, start buying more commercial real estate, either that has laundromats in it or that has space to put laundromats in it. Um, and I'll probably be um, putting together you know, um, some people to, to partner on some of those deals so we can do a little bit bigger deals, um, 
together. So that's kind of plans for the future. Um, let's talk about, you know, we're going to get down to business. Uh, let's get down to business. Over and out. I've been asking people hard numbers on things and, and you know, it's up to them if they want to answer or not, but I'm going to give you my answers to these, these questions. So, uh, the first one is location and where are you located? And, and I'm here in Southern California. I'm in LA. Uh, my laundromats are in LA. I live in, uh, North Orange County. And, um, so that's where I'm playing in this laundromat game. Um, we have two, uh, two laundromats and, and one commercial property, real estate property with the laundromat there. And, um, that's what we have right now in terms of investments and our, our VIN prices, uh, are not the highest and not the lowest. Um, so we run anywhere from about $2 for, uh, a top load machines all the way up to about $6 for, um, I think our biggest, yeah, our biggest washers are 60 pound, uh, washers. So, um, there's definitely room to, uh, to push those, I think a little bit. Um, but that's where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking at that kind of going forward to, um, turns per day. This beauty of a laundromat here does between two and a half and three turns a day. And, you know, if you're in the industry, you know, that pretty much is about what it costs to run a laundromat. Um, and so this one basically just breaks even for me. It makes me some money, uh, a little bit of money, you know, every year, uh, for the last couple before that I was losing a lot of money. Um, so in some ways, Hey man, we're in good shape. Um, but in other ways it's not doing what, it, what I would love for it to do. Um, my other one does a little bit better between three and three and a half turns a day and, uh, you know, nothing spectacular and just probably right in there about the average of what an average laundromat does. So no superstar laundromat owner here. Sorry about that. But that's why I'm bringing some of you guys on to tell us, how are you getting those four, five, six, eight turns a day? Some of you guys are doing. So I'd love to hear about that again. Laundromatresource.com slash podcast guest. If you're interested in coming to spill your secret sauce, um, which is actually the very next thing that we're going to talk about. Listen up. It's the secret sauce. What is my secret sauce? What is the one thing that's working well in the business right now? The other owners can utilize to improve their business. Now, <clears throat> here's here's one thing. I'm going to give a couple things. Here's one thing that's actually working really well at my other laundromat. This, uh, my first laundromat, the one I'm recording in right now is an unattended laundromat. My other one is attended. And one of the things I, I'm doing at, at my attended store is I, uh, I took out all the vending machines over there. I have uh, vending machines here, but I took them out over there and I just dedicated a corner of the laundromat to be a store. And I just put in some shelves, a little window and a wall. And, uh, and it's kind of like a little mini convenience store. And I know some laundromat owner, uh, laundromats do this. Um, but I don't see a whole lot that are utilizing it as to the extent that I've been using it. And 
it's really brought in a lot of uh, income, surprising amount of income, actually. Um, and that one actually has a lot of potential to grow um, as well. Um, but it's doing, you know, almost a couple hundred dollars, or it was until the quarantine stuff happened, but almost a couple hundred bucks a day, um, which is not insignificant. And, you know, profit margins are, are you know, about 40% on average for that. So that's pretty good um, for that. And... Um, I just, man, we're selling, uh, you know, different kinds of detergents and fabric softeners and, you know, the, um, you know, uh, like the dryer sheets, all those things. But then we are also selling candy and we sell, um, like chips and frozen burritos and sodas and, um, ice cream, scooped ice cream cones and, um, you know, uh, just stuff like that. Uh, the cup of noodle soup is like money. People love that stuff. You buy it for like a quarter and you just sell it for a buck with some hot water and people love that stuff. They eat it up all day. So there's a little, uh, secret sauce right there is if you have an attended store and you don't have a, a, a store in there and you're willing to either, um, find somebody to come bring you, you know, the stuff for you to sell, or you're willing to go to like a wholesale store or even just like a Costco and buy, um, stuff to sell in your store in bulk and then sell it individually. Uh, there's some real, there's some big room in there for you to make some money. Um, so that's one thing that I think is working really well. Another thing that's working really well, um, is, uh, having a really solid website. And I know that can be kind of scary for a lot of laundromat owners, um, because, uh, you know, so many laundromat owners aren't tech savvy. They, you know, building a website sounds so intimidating and it really can be. I'm actually working on a course on how to build, um, a, a laundromat website. It'll be a free course. I'll let you know when it comes out. Um, but, uh, I'll show you exactly how to do it. But we also, uh, if you're interested in us just putting together a, a website for you, you know, you know, again, laundromatresource.com and just tell us or on any of our social media account, uh, accounts, just send us a message and just say, Hey, I'm interested. What would that look like? And we'll just talk through, we're not going to do, um, we're not going to charge you a ton of money for it. Cause it's really not that difficult. Um, there's a little bit of work. And so there's a little bit of cost to it, but it's not, you can spend a, a lot of money on a website. Um, but this little website or this little, uh, laundromat here, uh, my first one, our, our, website ranks number one on Google for, um, you know, laundromats around in this area. So, um, that's something that's working really well. We get a lot of traffic, um, pairing it with our Google, my business account and people can find us and find, uh, our business online when they're new to the area or they're just looking for a laundromat. In fact, we got a lot of business when this COVID-19 thing started because a lot of people who don't normally go to laundromats wanted to wash all of their stuff. And so they just searched laundromat near here, near me. And this laundromat is number one, uh, in the search query. So a lot of people came here. And so business actually went up a lot our first, uh, couple of weeks of this COVID-19 thing. Um, so that's my second secret sauce. Number one, introduce a store if you haven't attended uh, laundromat and that can really bring in a lot of extra money. And number two, 
Um, have a good website. It can be very simple. This website is very, very simple. Um, in fact, it only has two pages, um, an about page and just the home page with like basic information on it, but you can still, um, set it up to where it'll rank really high naturally organically on Google and people will find you that way. Um, so that's my other secret sauce. Go to the next section, which I like to call pro tips. Pro tips. Pro tips is this. What's one piece of advice you would give to a new investor who wants to buy their first laundromat? And I think this is a great question. I think you're going to love the answers that that we'll get as I interview more and more um, owners. But here's my one piece of advice. And I kind of already mentioned this, but my one piece of advice is have someone that you can speak with whose income does not depend on you buying a laundromat that can give you good, solid advice, that can look over numbers for you, that can tell you if something doesn't sound right or something doesn't look right because you don't know what you don't know at first. So find a coach or a consultant who can help you through that process, at least for your first one. I know it's an extra expense, but believe me from my own experience, that expense will be minuscule compared to the potential loss that you could suffer by not having a consultant uh, help you through the process. I, if I could go back, I would pay literally thousands of dollars to have somebody tell me, don't buy this laundromat. Here's a better one that you can find, or let's go find you another one. Um, this one is not a good one. It would have saved me a ton of money. So that's my, uh, that's my pro tip to new, uh, new investors. The second pro tip question is this, what is one resource that you would recommend to help investors move forward with their financial goals? And I think this is an awesome question. Again, I think you're going to love the answers to, uh, to this um, question from all the owners that, I, uh, that I've interviewed so far and that I will interview. Um, and here's my, and it's, it's hard to narrow it down. Um, to, uh, to just one thing. Obviously the one, um, resource that I would recommend is laundromatresource.com. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I have learned a ton, a ton, ton about, um, business and real estate investing by doing this one thing and it's free here's what it is. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you already have this, but it's an app on my phone and it's called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. And basically all that is, is an app that you connect your library card to this app. And by connecting your library card, you have access to all of the digital books that your library has, both, um, that you can read and that you can listen to. And for me, I have both read, but also especially listened to 50 to 60 business investing and personal growth books every year for the past five years. I've just absorbed an incredible amount of information um, using this app and all of it was free. Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y, connect your library card to it and you can go down and, and borrow books and borrow audiobooks. And I listen to audiobooks while I'm driving. I listen to podcasts while I'm driving um, and while 
you know, I'm, I'm exercising all of those things. I am just absorbing information um, that way. So if you're uh, someone who's wanting to learn more about business, wanting to learn more about investing, wanting to just grow personally, the Libby app is my one recommendation. Check it out. And then let me know what you think about it. If you don't have it yet, or if you do have it, let me know what you think about it. Um, Cause it's definitely been life changing for me. All right. Well, the best way to connect with me, if you have questions or you uh, want more information, or you just want to set up a time to chat, um, the best way to get a hold of me is through laundromatresource.com slash contact. Um, or again, any of our social media um, channels, you can send me a message and I will get those um, and, and get back to you. So check it out there. Uh, my email, if you have questions, jordan at laundromatresource.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at laundromatresource.com. So you can send me an email there. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this uh, podcast episode. I hope that you gained something from it. I hope that I didn't ramble too much, but if I did and you weren't super psyched about this episode, check out the next one because the next couple I have already lined up and I've already recorded two amazing, amazing guests. They're laundromat owners, just like some of you guys are or want to be, and they have awesome insights for you. One's a longtime owner with multiple stores. And one is when we recorded the episode, he was brand spanking new, like three weeks into owning a laundromat and just having that perspective and that, that freshness and that excitement. Uh, man, it was just infectious. That was Toby from, uh, from Australia. And, um, if nothing else, you can just enjoy his sweet accent. So, um, check those episodes out before you decide not to listen anymore. But again, thank you so much for listening. I had a blast, uh, just sharing my story with you. I cannot wait for you to hear more about, the rest of these owners that, that I've interviewed and that I'm going to be interviewing. And last time, if you're interested in being on, on the um, podcast and being interviewed, laundromatresource.com slash podcast guest. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Uh, we'll be posting every single week. So make sure you subscribe and we'll catch you in the next one. All right. This is Jordan from laundromatresource.com and the Laundromat Resource Podcast, and I am out of here. See ya.